0: I have a great show for you today. I'll remind you of how you viewed the world as a child and the limitless imagination you once had. I'll also be interviewing author and education entrepreneur, Peter Rupert. Peter reviews his book, Limitless, Nine Steps to Launch Your One Extraordinary Life. This book is written for those young and old who simply don't want to settle for the status quo or for good enough and who have dreams that they want to accomplish. Someone like you. For more information about Peter, please visit peterupert.com. You may also purchase his book on Amazon or go to the show notes in this particular episode entitled Limitless, Your Extraordinary Life with guest Peter Rupert. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Your childhood imagination. When I was in private practice back in the DC area, I used to see all different types of people the range from little children to elderly adults. And it always fascinated me to listen to each individual because you could see how life shaped them. The youngest age that I would see was four years old. And that was always a fun time for me because when you ask them questions, the way they viewed the world was so innocent and also very magical. And when you would ask them what they wanted to be when they grew up, they would have all these fanciful ideas and sometimes even random ideas, but they were so impassioned about it. And I loved listening to them because it reminded me of my own imagination as a child. And I'm sure you hearing this right now. You can think of things you said or perhaps even what your children say about what they want to be when they grow up. And then you fast forward to the other populations I would see. And as a person aged, that creativity, that imagination started to dwindle. What do you think happened? Life happened. Either our dreams were stifled or we were told we couldn't do something or we tried something and it didn't work out. And over time our self-purpose and our identity started to change, and many of us, and there's absolutely no judgment here because we've all done it, started to settle for different things. We started to settle in our relationships. We started to settle in our education. We started to settle simply our thoughts about how we wanted our future to go. One thing I really wanted to focus on in this lesson is to remind you that yes, life may have happened for you, but you're still that same wide-eyed child with hard work and a focused dream, you can still accomplish it. (laughs) <laughs> it's interesting just before I started working in the segments I was on the phone with my manager and I was really excited about something but the information he gave me made me stop and pause for a second because all of a sudden I wasn't as excited about something now nothing had actually changed but the way I heard it started to influence my perception about it now this is a quick little tool of ways I want you to really focus on how to return back to that imaginary state as a child because as we know life can easily influence us and cause us to start to lose our steam as we move towards our future. So one little trick that I do is if I'm struggling with something or I get information, I like to take a quick nap. My quick naps are like 12 minutes, (laughs) but for me, that always helps me reset my mind. So when I went to take that nap, I focused on the end result that I know is going to happen very, very soon. And when I focused on that, that was the last thought I had just before I fell asleep. And once I woke up, I was able to redirect my emotions and my thoughts so, I was able to reset to the feelings I had prior to that phone call. The reason why I say that is this we all have different types of brain frequencies or brain waves that allow us to do different things. However, there's one particular brain wave that was really important to be aware of, and that is the theta brain wave. Now, I'm not gonna get technical about this, but just know that just before you fall asleep, that fine line between being conscious and just being unconscious or just falling asleep is a time that you can introduce certain thoughts to yourself. And whatever that thought is, Your subconscious mind starts to work through it to help you kind of parse out what's true and what's not true and as you do that it helps you find a way to accomplish your goals think about it this way if you have a lot of anxious thoughts and you're really overwhelmed and you can't fall asleep and then finally once you do when you wake up if you've been focusing on something anxious more than likely your dreams were a little chaotic more than likely your dreams were not as restful or you just didn't feel restful once you awoke and the reason why is because you're focusing on anxiety and those anxious thoughts as you're going into that theta brainwave is the last thing you thought about so in order to get back to that childhood creative mindset just before you fall asleep I would love for you to focus on what it is you want to accomplish that can be from the biggest goal to the smallest goal but as you think about that and you think about the end result of where you want to be just before you fall asleep you'll find that upon awakening you're one step closer because your subconscious mind starts to believe it even more and even more and it starts to give you the emotional endurance and the creative mindset to accomplish each of your goals. So my friend, it's not too late. Doesn't matter how old you are, you can accomplish your dreams. I have a fantastic interview today with Peter Rupert. He is going to review his book Limitless, Nine Steps to Launch Your One Extraordinary Life. It's chock full of tools and techniques that you need to accomplish all of your dreams. So stay tuned. go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to get started today. My guest today is Peter Rupert, who is an author and an education entrepreneur. He's a 20 year veteran of the education industry and has opened over 100 schools and acquired more than 25 others. He's been president and CEO of organizations in the private school, charter school, and early education industries. He's here today to discuss his new book, Limitless, Nine Steps to Launch Your One Extraordinary Life, that reveals the hurdles we place in front of ourselves. This book gives you step-by-step instructions on how to overcome each one. Welcome to my show, Peter. Thank you so much, James. Pleasure to be here. I am really looking forward to this. You know, it's funny when I look at everyone's, the people I know and their careers that they have, most people wanted to get away from school. How did you even return back to the education system?
1: That's that's a really interesting story in that, uh, like you, when I get out of school, I thought I was finished. And um, but I always had this thing in the back of my mind. You know, I was fortunate enough. My dad was fed up when I was in middle school. Was kind of fed up with the public school that I that I would have gone to for high school, and he convinced me to go across town, about almost an hour away, to go to an all boys Catholic school. And and I really remember and appreciated that sacrifice he made for me and my younger brothers to have that opportunity. And um, so I knew education was really important. It was really Grounded in us was we were kids, and and uh, then I moved on, and, and I out of college I worked for Procter and Gamble as a sales yeah. rep, and calling on grocery stores, and then I went and got my MBA degree, and uh, got in the consulting business for a long time, and then I, in a roundabout way, found my way to education. And I was looking for a high potential company that I could join and help run. And it just turned out that I I was able to get connected to uh, the founder of a charter school organization, JC Heisinger in, in Grand Rapids, Michigan and back in 1997. And uh, but I just love the idea of of doing well by doing good kind of mm-hmm. thing. And, and the chance to be in education and be part of the whole reform movement to bring better education opportunities for kids was really exciting. And here I am now, uh, more than 20 years later and, and enjoying every minute of it.
0: That's awesome. Congratulations. Now, some of my listeners may not know what a charter school is. Could you define that for us?
1: Yeah. And, and a charter school, that was my first entree in education. A charter school is basically a Publicly funded, um, public school, publicly funded school but it's separate and distinct from control of the traditional uh, public school districts or establishment, if you will. And so they typically have a separate board of community members, uh, but they operate outside of the constraints and the controls of the public school system in almost every state now today. Oh, wow. um, and so the, it's, the tuition is funded by the state like they do in a public school. And um, you know, I spent about eight years there growing that business um, for uh, National Heritage Academies was what it was called at the time. Wow.
0: Just and as and a quick aside here, but how in the world do you purchase 25 schools or acquire them? How, how does that even happen? <laughs> well, I don't want to spend too much time with that, but I'm just curious how that works. No,
1: no, real quickly. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it, the company I currently run, Fusion Education Group, we own almost 80 uh, private schools around the country. Oh, wow. and, and when we first started the company, I was raising the money and was able to la- land some investors. And so we would look for schools that we would acquire. And so a private school or a, uh, is like any other school in that, um, you basically value them based on their enrollment and their revenue and, and their profitability, et cetera. And so, um, early on, we made several different acquisitions and, and that's how we kind of started the business, uh, way back in, uh, before 2010.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, that makes sense. You know, when I'm thinking you know, about your background and the pitch that was sent to me, you really focus on people's limiting beliefs of why they think that they can't do something, you know, compare that to people who are really successful um, and have all these talents, but yet don't really maximize their success. What was it when you look around the world, you know, look around your world, what was it that caused you to really say, okay, today is the day I should write this book limitless.
1: Well, you know, it, it all starts with some of the challenges and and bumps and bruises I've had along the way in my own journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, I've um, I, I had a consulting business that I had started uh, shortly after I had graduated from my MBA school, and that went well for a while, and then we lost our clients and couldn't get any new clients, and ended up uh, kind of getting upside down and, and closed the business. And so when I was 33, I was unemployed. Uh, my wife and I had our first child on the way, and uh, a lot of my friends were well on their way in their careers and, and crushing it. And here I was trying to find a job or trying to mm-hmm. figure out what I was going to do next. And it really forced me to start to think about, okay, is this the life? Do I just go get a job and and just be safe and be able to feed my family, or or do I want to do something differently? So led me to really study other successful people, and as you'll see in the book, I didn't really invent any of these necessary these steps necessarily, but I was able to see the common themes that so many successful people in all walks of life um, seem to exemplify, and so I put that into a little cheat sheet for myself and put it in my briefcase and used it for my own inspiration for years. And when my oldest son uh turned 12 and, and moved into middle school, I retyped it up and I called it at that time the Traits of a Champion and That's had right. the nine steps on there and put it on their bathroom mirror, hoping that my kids would at least read it when they brushed their teeth because they probably didn't want to listen to me talk about <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> that is awesome.
1: Well, obviously, yeah, I'm and, sure that and then years and then years later, we had a leadership conference at my business, and um, I, I shared the the list with people, and they several of them came up to me afterwards and said, "You know, this is so powerful. You need to turn that into a book." And so that was the germination of the idea, probably four or five years ago, to really put this on paper and and help provide a guidebook, if you will, for people to. Uh, uh, achieve their dreams and not just settle for good enough or, yeah. or go through life unhappy.
0: Well, I think that's the, the key there is, you know, you, you had an opportunity to reinvent yourself, if you will, but you took it the step further to say, well, I want to thrive beyond what I've done. And so with that, the secondary aspect of it is and then you thrived even more by writing a book about it and to help other people as well. So I think that's, that's the key for most people, for all of us rather, is do we stop with with one goal or do we take the extension of that and go beyond what we initially thought we could do?
1: Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And success breeds success. And you know, I, I just remember uh, people in their fifties and sixties who were kind of at the end of their career, and they couldn't wait to retire. And and they never really enjoyed their, mm-hmm. what they worked. And they kind of lived for the weekends or lived for after work hours. And they kind of went through and plotted along. And uh, gosh, who wants to wake up at 65 or 70 years old and say, I wish I had done this or I could have yeah. done that. And uh, shoulda, woulda, coulda is, is never something we want to end our career with or end our life with. And so I just felt like there's so many people who don't realize how much talent and potential they have, but yet they hold themselves back by limiting their beliefs about their abilities and, and letting that negative voice in their head tell them, tell them that they're not good enough or they can't do this or they're a failure or whatever it might be.
0: And that's that leads me to another point as well is often we think of success and we, we quantify that or measure that by finances, which is a way to be successful. But we often forget about quality of life. We forget about our time spent with our family or spent with our kids or our, our, our downtime, you know, whatever that might be. And so I think it is important for each of my listeners to think about that. How do you measure success? Because if it's only one dimensional, unfortunately, you're probably a little skewed in some areas of your life. And so the more the more you can flesh that out to be as successful as possible, the more you'll feel that your life is much more balanced and much more you feel much more fulfilled.
1: That's just a great point. And, and I, I totally agree with that. As we think about our lives and having a limitless life, it's not just being extremely successful financially. <laughs> Some people do that, and, and there are certainly people who are uber successful much more so than I've been. But um, I think what the lessons in the book is about is what is it? What is it that you want to define your life? And if it's money, that's great. But if all you chase is money and career success at the at the detriment of your family and, and your relationships and everything like that, what kind of end product is that? And so Limitless talks about. Uh, deciding what you want to be in all walks of life, and really creating goals and writing those down, and then and building a path to get there. Because at the end of the day, that's what matters, right? It was the whole person that we become, not about how much exactly. money we've we've uh, made. Exactly.
0: Now, is this a workbook or is this a, n- a normal book that one would read?
1: Well, it's a it's a normal book, but it's it's meant to be concrete and mm-hmm. hard hitting, and that it's it's 150 pages, so it's a quick read. Mm-hmm. An airplane in the old days when we flew on. Um, airplanes, but it's meant to be an airplane ride uh, book and read it in a a few hours. But it also has at the end of each chapter, it has a um a section that uh, is called dig deeper and it and it has a bunch of resources for each one of these steps I talk about where there's real much more meat and detail that people can dig into. So there's a list of podcasts and books and articles and and shows or movies that people can watch. Oh, that's great. and then there's a little workbook section at the end of every and and, and, and end of every chapter as well, Uh so that as a if, for the reader who wants to kind of work along, they can go through the workbook style. Or even at the end of the book, at uh, I have additional forms at my website, peterupert.com, where people can download forms each year, for instance, as they build their limitless life plan, as I
0: call it. One thing I really love about this book, I mean, there are multiple things, but I love the fact that it's written for young kids or young children or... or- rather teenagers, as well as an elderly person, because it crosses the whole spectrum of, of humanity, if you will. We all, doesn't matter where we are in life, have goals. We all have dreams and we all have limiting beliefs. So I love the fact that this speaks to all, all readers who, who want to read it
1: yeah that's a great point james and it was funny when i first wrote it i kind of targeted that age group call it 18 to late 30s people mm-hmm. who are still relatively early in their career or early in their adult life and are just trying to figure it all out and trying to figure out okay How do I achieve my dreams? Right. We didn't talk about that in school. Right. No one really knows. And so this is a way to help them do that. And what I found is many colleagues or or people who have uh, older than I am, even who have uh, read the book and have sent me notes or, or put a review up on on Amazon, for instance, and just talked about, hey, uh, while I wanted this for my kids, it ended up being equally impactful for me and, <laughs> and a bunch of takeaways. So that's, that's hugely rewarding for me. I got to tell you.
0: it certainly, I bet it is. We only have a short period of time because these interviews fly by. So I'd like to go through maybe three or four of the different steps to kind of be a little teaser for my audience. So why don't we go through the first step?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, the first chapter and the first step is called win the battle in your head. And the net net of it is we all have this negative voice and this positive voice that speaks to us on a constant basis. And when I was younger, I used to think that I was the only one with that negative voice. <laughs> he used to tell me I wasn't good enough or I can't do this or I can't do that. And I realized as I studied successful people that even people with, that are uber successful, like I mentioned, have this negative voice all the time. And it still exists in my brain today to, as well. But I think that challenge is that we all have is to think about what our mindset is and understand that we have both a positive and negative voice. And the key is, is how do we train ourselves? And I talk about that a little bit in the book that we probably don't have time for today. But how do we train ourselves to ensure that the positive voice, the voice that says you can be successful, you can achieve your dreams, wins out more than that negative voice that always wants you to hold back and not take a risk and and not, not uh, put yourself out there where people might see you fail.
0: Did you know that uh, research states that for every negative thing that happens, it takes roughly six positive things to counteract that? So if our thought system says we're negative or whatever it may be, it's so much more work to create that positive mindset. And so that is one thing. And unfortunately, we as humans are wired to focus on things that aren't going well. And so with that, you know, the techniques that you're going to teach them really helps them overcome that six time, you know, one to six ratio to help them be, to be able to do this much more expeditiously or be able to really retrain their thoughts to focus on the specific healthier aspects of them to be able to have that buy-in to say, yes, I have value, I can do this, I can't overcome my obstacles.
1: Absolutely, no doubt about it. And I think once people realize that everybody has this negative talk in their head. Then they can they can quickly start to think about okay how do I overcome it? It's there for everybody, and here here are steps I can do to ensure that positive voice wins in my head, and and the negative doesn't drag me down.
0: When I teach about this, I always uh, use the the cartoon when I was a little boy, the Looney Tunes. If you would see, you know, Bugs Bunny with when you have like a little angel on his left side and then a little devil on his right side, and they're both <laughs> talking to him, and that's always the visualization I use when I when I think of these types of things. It's kind of funny. Uh, I
1: love that. That's so apropos. That's
0: great. <laughs> so let's for it so we have the buy-in we're able to create this this positive healthy mindset and we're focused on that and what are the next what's one of the next steps
1: well there's a number of steps and i know we have limited time so i'll, I'll focus on some of the most important sure. ones i think the the next big one that i think about is really um, I call the the chapter or that step dreaming big and then making it bigger. And uh, again, we have these self-limiting thoughts about ourselves and what our potential is. And even when we kind of write down what we want to be or what we want to achieve or, or what our dreams are, we tend to limit them. And so uh, part of that is is I'm a big fan that I learned, again, over time by studying other successful people about importance of writing down vision statements. Mm-hmm. Some people create vision boards with pictures of what they want their future life to be like others write it out I was one who wrote it out in, in kind of a little uh, summary page and actually show a, a piece of that in my book but um, it's so important to us to train our mind about what it is that we want to do and so I encourage people to write out a vision statement that talks about their life almost as if it's already happened in 10 or 20 or 25 mm, years okay and what they've accomplished and what their family life is like and what their marriage is like and what they're doing in the community and when we do that, And then when we start to write annual and quarterly goals on what we're going to do as stepping stones to achieve that ultimate vision, what we're basically doing is inserting in our mind the end state. And and it's amazing. And I'm not a, a mind scientist, but you read about this research that shows that the mind just grabs a hold of that when it's written down and read all the time and subconsciously tries to to help the person get to that goal. So even without uh, formal knowledge, the mind is helping you work toward your goals. And by writing those things down and reviewing them on a regular basis, uh, it just this inertia starts to move forward so that uh, indeed uh, dreams can come true. And it's been a perfect example in my life. Certainly, over the last twenty five years as I've learned this and put it to action
0: that's that's awesome you know one thing to consider as well is you know we, as you know of course as, 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 as the educator here, there are different types of learning. One thing I do, and this is just uh, just to say what I do, but no kudos to me at all but what I do is, since i am in an, uh, an auditory learner. So for me, since I talk on the radio all the time, what I do is I've actually, I do what you're talking about here, but I I have probably about 20, 25 minutes of those types of things. So I talk about who I am, my character. um, And so I listen to that every single morning. And so not only does it talk about my character, um what i want to accomplish but it goes through all of my life goals and so i hear that every single morning so that's how i start my morning so i I love the fact that you you write it down but i do know that other people are going to be more auditory people as well so that may be something as well to maybe piggyback off what you're saying is to if they aren't able to write it down perhaps have an auditory um recording of something like that too but you know the other thing that really i i like as well is if i write down my goal today if i if i limit it based off of what i can do today well, then I've pretty much limited myself to say, in 10 years from now, this is who I'm going to become. Well, if I can do the goal today, or roughly today, that's not really stretching my, my faith or stretching my my imagination or stretching my dreaming. So just I guess, once again, piggyback piggybacking off of you is think bigger than what you think you can actually do. Because when you can do that, that really makes you stretch. That really makes you Focus on how do I get there. I mean, I know today, but I know in a certain number of years I will have the ability, I will have the tenacity, I will be able to accomplish that.
1: No doubt. And I, I think that's right. I mean, because we all get stuck in incrementalism, right? Mm-hmm. And we say to ourselves, well, I want to get a job that pays ten percent more or something like that. All right. And and uh, that's not um, that's not gonna be that breakthrough. And and you're exactly right. And that's why by pushing something out 10 or 15 or 20 years, you give yourself the opportunity to think much bigger than what your current world is, and yeah. in, in not just your career, but in terms of the kind of person you want to be and how you want to give back and the impact you want to have on your community. Uh, there's just so much we can do. but. Um, that's why exactly right, James. I I, I call the chapter Dream Big and then make it bigger and talk about how we can do that to really think ourselves to get outside of the box and and break away from the constraints that we grew up with and are hindering us today to really think uh about a much bigger impact we can make in this world.
0: That's great. We only have a few more minutes, so I wanted to switch over to one more thing. When you with all your readers and I guess just you, your own life and, and the people with whom you work, what would you say is the number one reason why most people think they can't do something? Or accomplish their goal.
1: Um, I think a lot of it is is um, I, I throw out a couple reasons. The first reason was would be how they grew up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't think school, I don't think families are built necessarily in many cases to promote what people can be. Um, we too often are worried about risk and failures, and societally we don't celebrate failures. and In one of the chapters in the book, we won't spend time on it now, but it's, I call it fail often because Mm, that's the greatest learning. If we're not failing, if we're just playing it safe, we're not failing. That means we're not pushing the envelope on our own capabilities. And so I think that environment that we grow up in, oftentimes it's the peer group that we live with. I encourage people to find uh, examples or champions in the book as well that uh, break away from your current peer group if they're not the people that are going to boost you up. Because most friends. Here's the reality. Don't want you to break away and and become a bigger, better, more successful person because that makes them feel badly about themselves. And so oftentimes we have to find new peers and new friends and new colleagues to hang out with who can help us pull us along where they have those same kind of dreams and goals that we might have.
0: One of my favorite quotes is, you can't hang out with chickens and expect to soar with eagles. (laughs) I love that. That's great. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, Peter, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show today. Once again, the time flew by. If my listeners want to find out more, more information about you and to purchase your book, Limitless Nine Steps to Launch Your One Extraordinary Life, where will they find this information online?
1: Well, the easiest place is uh, they can go to p e t e r u p p e r t P-E-T-E-R-U-P-P-E-R-T.com. And uh, there's a link to buy the book right there, or they can certainly find me on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com if they just Google, or not Google, but search on Amazon, Limitless Peter Rupert, and uh, the book will pop right up for them.
0: Excellent. Well, my listeners also know that if they can't find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes in this particular episode at JamesMillerLifeology.com. Peter Rupert, thank you so much for Being a fantastic guest on my show today i really appreciate all your expertise
1: thank you so much james really a pleasure keep doing the great work thank you
0: i also want to thank you my listener for tuning in today please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today also please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap watch my youtube episodes read the articles i've written specifically for you and purchase my previous guests self-help products if you'd like to work with me be a guest on or advertise on this show visit JamesMillerLifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.